A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. At that time, Jesus walked by the Sea of Galilee, went up on the mountain, and sat down there. Great crowds came to him, having with them the lame, the blind, the deformed, the mute, and many others. They placed them at his feet, and he cured them. The crowds were amazed when they saw the mute speaking, the deformed made whole, the lame walking, and the blind able to see, and they glorified the God of Israel. Jesus summoned his disciples and said, My heart is moved with pity for the crowd, for they have been with me now for three days and have nothing to eat. I do not want to send them away hungry, for fear they may collapse on the way. The disciples said to him, Where could we ever get enough bread in this deserted place to satisfy such a crowd? Jesus said to them, How many loaves do you have? Seven, they replied, and a few fish. He ordered the crowd to sit down on the ground. Then he took the seven loaves and the fish, gave thanks, broke the loaves, and gave them to the disciples, who in turn gave them to the crowds. They all ate and were satisfied. They picked up the fragments left over, seven baskets full. The Gospel of the Lord. So perhaps you remember the song when you were a child, He's got the whole world in his hands. And while this might be something that we remember as from our childhood, it's a good reminder of the just almighty power of God, that he truly, he has the whole entire world in his hands, the entire cosmos, us. I mean, this is the God who literally breathes out galaxies. That's the power that he has in his hands. And we see that power manifest today in our readings. In the Old Testament, the prophet Isaiah tells them that on this mountain, the Lord will provide for all his peoples. He will wipe away the tears and that they will be, there will be rejoicing because he has saved them. And so we see that here in the gospel today. Jesus goes up on the mountain. The deaf can hear, the mute can speak, the lame can walk. And so here they are, they're glorifying the God of Israel for his almighty power and all these miracles that are taking place. And so what does Jesus do? He calls his disciples over and says, My heart is moved with pity. This doesn't seem like the scene for pity, right? All this rejoicing and praise that is going on, but he, Jesus says, my heart is moved with pity. And he mentions that they are hungry, but I have to imagine that he means much more than just bodily hunger. I mean, here he is, he's curing all these bodily miracles. Hunger has to be low on the list, right? And just a chapter before in Matthew, Jesus has already done this same miracle to 5,000. This is just one chapter later, and now the same situation comes up. So Jesus is moved with pity. Why? 
Because there is something greater that he desires for everybody. He makes this known right before the Last Supper, right? He tells his apostles, I have eagerly waited for this moment. Because what he wants more than anything is to give all of us his life. He has pity because he wants and yearns to give each of them the Eucharist. The Eucharist that we will receive here in just a few minutes. The Eucharist that, while Jesus is God and he has the whole world in his hands, we are soon to have that God, his body, his blood, his soul, his divinity, all of God is going to be in our hands, inside of our mouths, inside of us, to become one with us. This is what Christ desires for everybody more than anything else. He wants each of us to live a Eucharistic life where he is truly present in us. And through that, we can be like the disciples and go out and change the world and invite others to join in this banquet. Each one of us is privileged to be here, to receive God himself in the Eucharist, to be able to go out and lead a Eucharistic life. Because blessed are we who are called to the Supper of the Lamb, as we behold the Lamb of God, behold him who comes to take away the sins of the world. And at the end of this holy sacrifice of the Mass, we go in peace, glorifying the Lord by our Eucharistic life, as one who has Christ truly present inside them.